Here's another intro. I'm just not that into games, which is the name of the the podcast that we're currently working on. At the and, moment. and and my name is Sam Gillespie. And my name is uh, I think it's Andrew Saul, but I couldn't be wrong. Okay, we'll we'll just go with that. So, how's it hanging? It's as good as any New Zealander could be. Why is that relevant? They're our neighbours. Oh, yeah, they're, they're lovely neighbours. Are, uh, are all the New Zealanders listening? We love you. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the game uh, for this particular week. So, what kind of game do you want to play next, Andy? Something a bit more management? Something a bit more character-driven? Okay, I don't really know what the, those two things are. Well, okay. So, there's these things called video games, right? Oh, uh, the, no, yeah, you know you know th- that I'm just not that into games. Right? Oh, okay. right, okay. So, nice plug. So, <laughs> so we've been on a, a bit of a roll, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, we've gone Braid. Yep. We've gone Stanley Parable. Yep. And we've just done Tropico 4. Right. So, yeah. Andrew... It's feeling positive. He's, I've, been, I've been fairly positive. Yeah, like, well, you've got to admit, like, you know, I've been fairly positive... Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some curmudgeon. Okay, I might be old, but I'm not a curmudgeon. Well, you know, that's what some people say. Okay. I, I don't know who, but I'm, someone's probably said it. Okay, so, so pretty much, I mean, we've been going along well, and mm-hmm. it feels like maybe I could be into games if we push hard enough. All right, well, we'll see by the end of this one. So, okay. the game I'm recommending to you this week is a game called Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Uh, you look very confused already. Well. <laughs> I don't know what to think. You forgot. Uh, uh, uh. So, Amnesia the Doctor Descent. You uh, wake up inside of this really old haunted castle. You see a note. It's a letter that you wrote to yourself telling you that you've chosen to forget some memories and to deal with this problem that exists inside the castle. And you're given no context for what to do. The game is actually a horror game. So, unlike regular movies and, and other horror media, they're usually very, like, separated from the player. Or from the from the watcher, I guess. In in the case of like a, a a movie, you're not really involved in that scene. You have no real agency there, so you can sort of quite easily disassociate yourself from the action. So I really feel like most horror movies they don't really seem to scare you in quite the same way that I reckon video game horror games can, because you have full agency as the player to deal with circumstances, but you might not have the tools to to really deal with it. Uh, Amnesia the Dark Descent is like a poster child for how to do horror games pretty well, using lots of, you know, standard filmmaker tricks of blurred vision, and then just combining that all into a really interesting package. So yeah, it's a it's a horror game, so you're going to have to play two hours of that. Ooh, okay. So, you, you know me. Open mind, mm-hmm. go in without any prejudices. Yep. I think horror films- Yep. Are the lowest form of filmmaking. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I no, do. no, no. I do. I'm, I'm I think not, the I'm lowest form of filmmaking. And combined with that, Sam, yep. I'm just not that into games. So it's a natural fit for a game of your year, right? <laughs> this this could be my descent. My <laughs> descent, mate. <laughs> the darkest of descents. The darkest of descents. Uh, yeah, okay. Look, hey, I'm up for anything. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Done. So, with uh, the success of the last couple of games, uh, you're now ready to join the train of liking games, I see? No, Sam. No? No, I'm not. Sam, 
we're talking about Amnesia The Dark Descent. Yes. Okay. Now, this game is not very well titled for what it is. I have a much better title for this game, which will leave no one in any doubt what their experience will be like. Is it called Game of the Year Best Game Simulator 20XX? That is terrible. It's a pretty bad name. But my title for this game is A Rummage Around in Dark Rooms. Mm? Because that's exactly what I did for my entire time pretty much in the game, was rummaging through drawers and cupboards and rooms, which were various degrees of darkness. Mm -hmm. Now, this game started off by telling me that it was an immersive experience. Big red flag. Big, uh, it's always a red flag for me when something starts off by telling you how you're going to feel about it. <laughs> okay? Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Huge red flag. So after the highs we've had with Braid and then Stanley Parable, yep, we come crashing back down to earth with this, and I'll use the word atrocity. <laughs> wow, not not even the subtlety there. No, it's no, just, no, no, just no, terrible. No. That that is that is wholly and solely what this is. It's an atrocity. Now I cannot really separate this game and the Binding of Isaac in terms of how little I enjoyed them. However. Whilst The Binding of Isaac frustrated me more whilst I was playing it, I felt like it's a tiny bit above, and this will make you feel good. Oh, well, thanks. A tiny bit above <laughs> the, this game, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, because the cutscenes were so great in The Binding right. of Isaac. And I really did like them. I, mm. I like nothing else, but I loved the cutscenes. Yep. Look, Amnesia, The Dark Descent epitomizes for me why games are frequently such an underwhelming experience. There's nothing here that I like, and I was so glad when the timer went off for two hours so I could just stop playing it. Yep. I'll start with the sound in the game. Now, this is supposed to be an immersive experience. Mm -hmm. They told me in no uncertain terms that, that, that exact thing at the start of the game. Instead, most of the background noise sounds like a server room, mm -hmm. and the sound effects sound like they're coming out of a kid's toy. Yep. Even more galling is the fact that the game told me to wear headphones because the sound was so great. Rarely have I been sold such a dud <laughs> as I was sold with the sound in this game. Now, I might not be much of a fan of horror films, and I'm not. I'm on record as not being a fan. But even I know that one of the most important elements of those films is sound design. Absolutely. That is fit for purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, this game has not even come close having a sound design that is fit for purpose, of it being a horror slash suspense experience. Now, this won't be the last time you hear me use the phrase fit for purpose. Right. Next, we have the story of the game. There's not much to do in the game, so a lot of the fun has to be driven from the experience of being in this world and gradually discovering the story. At least that's how it felt for me. Yep. The story misses the mark by a long way. Here's a little analogy for you. I liken the experience I had with the story in, in this game to the experience I have at a fast food restaurant looking up at the pictures of the food on the menu. When I look at those pictures, I know that the food I will be served is about 50% less of what the picture looks like. Right. Okay? And I don't mind that because the whole experience will be over in a fairly short amount of time. Yeah, you're getting it in and out and... Yeah, That's right. that makes sense. This is the same way I feel about the story in this game, Amnesia the Dark Descent. It's so clear to me this story will ultimately disappoint me in the same <laughs> way that the fast food menu pictures disappoint me. However, in this case, I'll have to wait many, many hours <laughs> to get to that disappointment. Right, right. This is the central part of the immersive experience that I was promised at the start of the game, 
And yet the story here is not good enough. Not if you're relying on it to be so engaging the player is going to put up with a lot of bog-standard gameplay. Mm-hmm. In this sense, the Stanley Parable looks transcendent in comparison. I mean, the Stanley Parable gameplay was virtually non-existent. Walk in a line. And yet it didn't ever matter because the story was so great at every single moment. I, I loved it, like at every single moment. Yep. The story here is not fit for purpose. And here's, here's that term again. It's not fit for purpose. Right. It's so you'd not- like something simple that you can straight in, straight fulfill the purpose of getting you around the world rather than teasing you about these things that you will know will probably not come together. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is I would want something which I actually found engaging. Right. A good story. Which, which I actually found something that, oh, yeah, I have to walk to another room and rummage in yet another cupboard. But it's all worth it because I'm so excited to find out this next bit because yep. this is really interesting. It's really intriguing. Mm-hmm. This story is not matched the game it even exists within. It's it's kind of a subpar story filled with every ancient mystery stereotype I think exists. Yeah, it's, it's very Cthulhu based, and that's very cliche. And uh, well, I mean, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. There's ma- there's like ancient Egypt and this and that yeah. and curse of the werewolf and oh my godfather. Like, it's better suited to a game that has lots to do in it. Like, in that kind of game, you'll never be worried what the story is because you'll primarily be engaged with the gameplay. And the story's like, oh, yeah, there's this thing, and that's pretty cool, and and whatever, but I never have to engage with it. So this brings us to the gameplay. So the gameplay is another area where I was reminded of the games that we've previously played for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And the two games I'm reminded of were Braid and Portal. In both those examples, you could see the time and effort. And, you know, I appreciated the the time and effort that had been done into making the gameplay something that was an entertaining experience. Yep. In this sense, I want to talk about the puzzle elements in Amnesia Dark Descent. This game suffers in the same way I think Portal suffered. Physics puzzles like the ones at Portal and Amnesia the Dark Descent are trying to pull off are just not well suited to the 3D space. The thing is they're more annoying than they are engaging. Too often you'll find it's just the physical mechanics of doing the puzzle, which are the hardest thing to get right, rather than the logic and design of solving for the solution. Right. So like a good puzzle for you in a 3D space would be one that once you know the solution, you can just do it rather than having to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Like like it doesn't take me 10 more minutes to line up the the three blocks because they're just fiddly. Mm-hmm. And in the 3D space, it's always fiddly. It's just so fiddly. In Paul's defense, I think he did a fantastic job of trying to get around this problem and presented some really engaging and clever puzzles. However, it still fell short because it couldn't escape the pitfalls of trying to do this in a, in a 3D space. In Amnesia the Doctor Sense case, I mean, I don't think it ever attempts to get it right. I stopped short of being able to convincingly say that every puzzle in this game is actually a puzzle. Right. Plenty of things that I was doing just felt like I was tidying up the place. Interesting sidebar, at one point I was so bored in the game that I actually did tidy up an entire room. There was this big, big room, there's all these scrolls on the floor, and I just went, stuff it. I don't know I'm not going to go back out into the game right now. Like, I want to spend some time in this room. <laughs> and all you, I did in this room... You're the, you're the characters in uh, video games that clean up after all the adventurers come in and mess it all up. Yeah, they, and they're like, they, but they saw the adventurers, they saw how bored they were, right. and they're like, no, stuff it, I'm going to stay here and do the laundry. That's pretty much <laughs> what I did. I just picked up all these things, I put them back in the shelf, and I was just, I just cleaned the place right up. No one's going to fall over anything on the floor. I, I, I felt the first sense of accomplishment I'd had in the entire game. I felt good about something for the first time. Yep. So, again, we get back to the point that I've been continually raising, like... These puzzles are not fit for purpose. There's no point to them in this game and in this type of environment. 
by comparison, a game like Braid exists in the 2D space, and I, I could say that its puzzles were perfectly suited to that game and perfectly suited to the environment. Yep. Same cannot be said here. Look, overall, I think Amnesia the Dark Descent was always going to be struggling to entertain me. As we know, I'm not a fan of the horror genre because mm-hmm. I think it's one of the least interesting and least challenging ways you can present entertainment. Yep. Now, in a way, this makes the complete mess that this game is even worse. It's picked a genre of entertainment which I consider very simple to do, and yet somehow they've managed to cock it up so badly that it barely qualifies to be in the horror genre, apart from what the game physically says to you. It says, I'm a horror game, and the way it looks. To me, this is a key part of the reason I don't like, and maybe the most important reason why I don't like most games. They miss the point of being entertainment products. Yep. For an adult, like me... Well... Debatable. Well, an adult person, it's not enough that there are bright colours on the screen and you're moving objects. It needs to hit the right notes to make it something you will enjoy. Mm-hmm. The only enjoyment I got out of Amnesia The Dark Descent was dumping all over it in the playing notes that I wrote after I'd finished playing. Now, in that sense, I really enjoyed myself. Oh, so you'd recommend but, the game? But the game was turned off. I actually have to tell you, Andy, uh, I uh, may have done a little bit of a mean trick to you. And how is that, Sam? I hate this game as well. Why do you hate this game? It, for all the reasons that you mentioned. It was just exactly what I thought. It was very boring. It was uninteresting. It was trying to be this horror experience and was largely just going, oh, look, it's another scary monster. It does, a, like, every now and then it has a moment where you go, ooh, these guys might be doing something right. And then it passes and it's gone and it's missed the mark. And when you talk about, like, just stupid comical stuff... Spooky wins. Spooky, yeah. How many spooky wins do yeah, yeah. I ha- do I get in the first five minutes where you're like, really, guys? Yeah. A spooky wind every five steps? Ooh, a spooky, spooky wind. wind. Yeah, oh, yeah. what a load of drivel this game is. Yep. Is, has this game been popular? Yeah, absolutely. Insanely popular. Yeah, it just goes to show that people just don't have any taste. Yeah, no, people people don't like anything. Don't like... Well, but, I but mean, gamers, this will be the first episode that everyone will gang up on both of us. No, no, no. But, but, but I mean, <laughs> but, I mean do, do gamers like this game? Some gamers do. I, it's it's a really interesting effect because when I played this game, I played it with a bunch of friends over and we thought, ah, oh, we'll check out this game. And I was playing it and a couple of other people were watching and it wasn't a spooky environment to begin with, so that probably didn't help the experience. Yeah. But I found that the people watching it were more frightened of the game than I was. And this was actually where the heart of it lies. I've actually seen Amnesia as a game that a lot of streamers show off. They play this game and they get other people to watch them. It's a lot of common YouTubers' game of choice because it's one that they can act scared in or they can, you know, let people enjoy the experience with them. But it's not actually a scary experience per se. And it's actually started to spawn off a whole branch of horror-themed video games like the Five Nights at Freddy's series and a whole bunch of other things over there which are scary to watch but not really that scary to play. And, yeah, they do surprisingly well on the marketplace. So, this is really interesting, because Mm. when you introduced this game to me, you introduced it as, you think the horror genre is done probably better in video games, because you are the main protagonist. That's what I thought, too, right? When I went in to play Amnesia, I'd be like, oh, absolutely, horror video games makes so much sense, right? Like, you'd be that guy, you got to act in that world, and it's going to be really frightening. But yeah, no, I, I actually found it the opposite. When you actually have that control, you actually then hate the game when you die. 
or when you fail or whatever it is, you can pass the blame on, on, on the game itself for throwing you in a situation where you die. And it removes the horror element from it because you can just retry. You come back into the same spot, you, you know, you get, lose five minutes of progress, away you go. So, in other words, you feel less worried and scared for your own personal safety as the player in the game than you, um, what's that word for? Like, like you transfer to someone who's playing the game, i.e. when you're in a horror film, yep. the girl in the bikini or, or the guy, you know, like walking down the hallway, it's like you transfer your feelings and your, your fears and that onto, onto them. them. And when something happens to them, it's soul crushing. It's just, it's really frightening. That's the core of all horror. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In video games, that just goes away. And yet when you're, you're the person getting killed by the monster, you're like, meh. Mm. That's, how, that's how I felt. Like, I saw a monster at one stage, like the back of someone walking away, and I ran after them. I'm like, I ran after them. Oh, thank God, someone else is here. I don't Someone's going to kill me are. now. I can get oh, out of this game. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Where'd you go? Come back. <laughs> Come. Like, I was running towards the thing I shouldn't have. I'm like, please, can you make something happen? Now, um, I actually have played a couple of other games that have some horror elements that have done it reasonably well. Um, the one that comes to mind was there was a game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which was just a regular RPG. It seemed perfectly fine. You had like spooky vampire theme inside of modern day times. And you're tasked with going and purging a haunted mansion of, of, a, of a poltergeist. And you think nothing of it. When you actually get in there, because the rest of the game has conditioned you to think that the game is fine and it's not scary at all, then when you get there, it actually comes as a stark contrast to the rest of the game. So it actually catches you off guard quite a few times. And because you've had all these tools and you can use all these things and you're really powerful at that point, but it all counts for nothing for this little scene. And then the rest of the game is back to what it was. And just being that little segment inside of a game made it really impactful and powerful because you weren't just thrown, ooh, it's a horror game, you're going to be screwed. Ooh, isn't this scary? Mm. So that's one example of I think where it's done really well. Another one was um, Silent Hill 2 is definitely one of my favorite games because it had a really good story at the heart of it and it really propelled the whole horror thing through. That the actual horror came from the idea of what the game actually represented and what was actually happening inside that world was actually quite horrific it, 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 once you get to the final end of the story and you realize what everything has become. And there's just some scenes which are designed to like mess with you, the player, rather than the character that you're playing as. Mm. And and that was done reasonably well, although the game was quite long and had and quite dated and the movement and the mechanics and the gameplay is for it's pretty crap. But they actually focused on some good element of doing horror. Whereas Amnesia, I don't really think there's any saving grace. Maybe it gets really good ten hours in, but I couldn't be asked. Yeah, I, I just don't have that that much of my life to give up to this thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. There you go. We, we, we actually agree on something. Hooray. This is a first. Fantastic. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I'll yeah. finally be not in that into games. Well, <laughs> I've, always, I've always thought you were far too intelligent to, oh, oh, to be oh, into wow, games. Oh, wow. Wow. Just, just way to just isolate a whole bunch of our audience. What audience? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> if you've been enjoying this podcast, there's a thing that you can do to help us out. If you can leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be greatly appreciated. And if you could like our Facebook or leave a comment on our YouTube, that'd be great too. And what about SoundCloud, Sam? Ah, oh, of course, SoundCloud is a classic. And you know, even if you didn't like it, yeah, why still, not? Let's still let's do it. Join the conversation. Tell Andy why he's wrong. Yeah, I'm sure um, there's a lot of people lining up for it. Yeah, um, I know why he's wrong because he likes Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, yeah, Ruben, that's, that's someone's. He's allowed his secrets. Yeah, here's the kind of music that my brother Roger loves: Playboy Millionaire. Why is Roger relevant? Because <laughs> he's a decent dude. That's empirically true, but that's also completely <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs>
Shout out to Dodge. You're probably <laughs> listening, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Give us a comment, would you? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, you're blood, mate. You're my brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just get in there. Well, at least your brother engages with us. Oh, that's a burn. Wherever Jared? you are, Jared, wherever Jared. you are, your ears are burning. Yeah, yeah. We got, we're just calling out people one by <laughs> one to comment on our <laughs> stuff. This is the podcast. Yeah. We get on. We get a stage. We just call people out. Uh, oh, I you. have a list. Anyone named Robert must leave a comment <laughs> yeah. or die in seven I days. I have a I don't list, know. and I'm working through them <laughs> one by one. Don't let it show